Hello and welcome to the Eggcorn Podcast, where we make nonsense make sense. I'm Sammy Eastridge. And I'm Raymond Ahmed. <laughs> you keep waiting for the joke. Stop. <laughs> You've just, you know... <laughs> I refuse to be your monkey. I've become accustomed to a certain level of professionalism, Raymond, and now you just cut it all out. Or lack thereof. <laughs> First she gets mad at me for making jokes, then she gets mad at me for not making jokes. When did I get mad at you for making jokes? I remember laughing at all of your jokes. Look, I'm the victim here. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Oh, that was such a hearty sort of before that. I just needed to be known that I'm the victim and I, I deserve all the pity. You are. You're so hard done by. It's unbelievable. Me punching you through <laughs> through the screen. <laughs> Her attacks literally transcend continents. I want you to know that. Do you remember? Do you remember when um ages ago when I was trying to like encourage you to write and you were like you need to use extreme negative reinforcement and then I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna hire a guy to break into your house and unplug your fridge if you don't write your script <laughs> and you were like whoa man whoa man well that's real bad unplug my fridge all my dairy products I know right um, who am I that's just that's horrifying i would i would be so sad if someone broke into my house and unplugged my fridge you'd be sad but you wouldn't be violently angry i might you don't know <laughs> i would be inspired that was the point <laughs> but like damn it my milk's gone off i better write my script your next novel is going to start with a preface that says inspired by the rotten milk due to the unplugged fridge <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> sorry to take us very much off track <laughs> Today, we're talking about... That was you, that Yeah, was. I know, I know. Today, we are talking about neither fridges nor jokes. Um, <laughs> this episode is inspired by me seeing uh, an Ed Burns stand-up recently. Well, I guess it is about jokes, actually. He did a joke which was kind of talking about the fact that he tried to get a vasectomy on the NHS and he was essentially denied. And this is a man in his 50s. He's got children and his wife is you know she's close to menopause or she pot potentially is premenopausal and they were basically like look your wife's about to go into the menopause anyway you might as well not bother and just wait out the time it's kind of like okay the woman's probably like in her late 40s early 50s so potentially she's i mean it's it's unlikely but she potentially could still get pregnant like i'm pretty sure laura dern had a baby at 49 so it's like not impossible and so it's like what's your opinion on this because my opinion is that you should be allowed to be sterilized whenever it's your body so what what's your thoughts on this uh, if, if society's going well you can do whatever you want <laughs> but if it's not going well i mean if it's not going well sometimes strict actions you might need china for example overpopulated they had the one child policy you could disagree with the merits of it you could disagree with how they handled it you could disagree whether or not it was morally correct but they did need to do something to curb the population. Yeah. Was that the best way to do it? I don't know. You can't. You can disagree with that. But they did need to do something, and that, that's kind of the point I'm making. If society is fine, do whatever you want. If it's not fine, you gotta live in the real world. You know what I mean? You can hate me for it, but that's just. <laughs> so you're saying that people aren't allowed to be sterilized in case there's a mass extinction event, and then if everybody's already sterilized, then we're screwed. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying the hands made Tale had an idea, and it was just bad. <laughs> execution don't even don't even i'm not defending i'm not defending of course that's the worst extreme of it no but i'm saying it, it, in like that my point is in that apocalyptic type of scenario of course people need to take that you know humanity in context and do what's right but right that's not but that's okay. not what's happening in the real world and in america and europe and most places you could do whatever the fuck you want 
Okay, can I just say though that the Chinese one child policy has not had good impact on the Chinese population because obviously there was the issue with femicides and them killing, you know, and aborting female babies. And now they're in a position where they have lots and lots and lots and lots of marriage, marriage age men who can't find wives because there is a huge, huge overpopulation of men in China. And so they're actually having to import women from like Korea and other parts of Asia to marry these men. So they haven't really done anything about the population because what they're doing is now importing people into the country to marry the men. Yes. So it kind of hasn't really worked You're right. That part of the policy is wrong. But let's go back to why they did the policy in the first place. China had this huge population growth that was unsustainable. And they were looking at the economics of it and they're like, we just can't sustain how many kids people are having. Like, what, what are we going to do? Our country's going to become a third world country overnight if we just let this happen. Look at India where people are having like five, six kids on average. It's it's way too overpopulated. It's too dense. It, the environment suffers. People suffer. Education suffers. Everything suffers. And you, you go backwards instead of forwards. So China needed to do something. The one child policy, it was developed by like a bunch of generals. There was a general who had an idea and they just kind of went for it. It was not maybe the best execution of that policy or even the best policy, but they did need to do something drastic to curb the population. What they did, you could disagree with how they did it, but they did need to do something and they did need to limit the population growth. The thing is, I actually very much disagree with that because the thing is when countries are poorer, people generally, or like they have um, worse healthcare or things like that, people will have more children because they have higher infant mortality rates, right? And it's just like, well, we better hedge our bets and we'll have more kids kids to make it so that we, you know, because the likelihood is that one of these is going to die. Like back in the day in the UK, people used to have like nine children because they were like, well, probably at least seven are going to die and then we'll be left with a couple. Right. But because people weren't, you know, people, the healthcare was getting better. So people were still having the same amount of kids, but the kids weren't dying. Right. So they were having it was like a population explosion. But then you look at other countries, you look at America, you look at, you know, the UK, you look at Australia, all these other places, the population, like the birth rate is dropping drastically because people don't have that fear or because the, the, you know, people just aren't having the children the same way that they were. So actually, if they just waited like one or two decades, it would have probably started dropping anyway, because they've actually stopped the one child policy now because they've realized it had no impact on the population. It was bad for the standing population because they had a lack of women and now they're having to import people. And the the birth rate likely would have dropped anyway, as has happened in other developed nations. So it's just, it was the whole policy was autocratic and pointless. It, it, it did have a huge impact. You can't ignore the impact it had. It had a negative impact, a positive impact. You can dispute that, but it definitely had an impact. And it definitely curtailed the population growth at the time. And they don't have the one-child policy anymore, you're right, but they still have the two-child policy. So you can only have two kids now. You, you can't have any more than one. You can't have more than two. So there's still a limitation on it. But uh, and another thing you said, Americans are having less kids. If you look at the American population rate, it's actually less than two now. That means the population, like if Americans just repopulated at the growth rate that they are now, they'd eventually have a shorter workforce, like a, like a, a like an older workforce because there's more older people than there are younger people and your population is decreasing over time. That puts a huge economic strain on the economy because now your workforce is older. You have to take care of that older people. People are living longer and there's more less young people to take care of them, right? And so that's a problem. The only reason America and Europe with their population uh, 
growth as it is are fine is because immigration brings in so many people. So they're still growing mm. in population. But if you look at Japan, they're decreasing in population. And it's a huge problem because they people aren't having kids. And, and what Japan's trying to do now is like encourage people to have kids. But again, what's the right way to do that? Is it the one-child policy? Definitely not. The right way to do that is give people the economic opportunity to have enough kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the freedom to have enough kids. In Japan, they, they're overworked. They don't have enough time to have kids. If you like read the studies and statistics, most of the Japanese people are saying the reason that they don't have kids is because they're too exhausted to do, like literally have sex or anything. So if, you, if you're too exhausted, you're not going to have the kids. People in America are having less kids because they're like, oh, we're looking at the future and climate is a big issue. Economy is a big issue. College is expensive. I don't think I can afford it, right? So that's also a problem. So there can be two sides. There could be overpopulation. There could be underpopulation. And depending on society, you do need to tackle that. But again, in most situations, do whatever the fuck you want. That's like a government needs to think about that and how they solve it. You as an individual, I think, should be allowed to do whatever you want. But the government... If in like an apocalyptic scenario takes extreme action, I don't know if that's necessarily the worst thing in the world if they do it properly. But they don't do it properly, so. <laughs> like obviously the handsmaid tale is the worst way to do it, yeah. right? Like if people aren't having kids, so only one in like a hundred people are able to have kids, that's not the best way to do it. But if the, in that handsmaid tale scenario, they incentivize women, if you have kids, we'll give you this much money or we'll give you this much opportunity or this much access to this. You won't have to raise the kids. You just have to whatever. That'd probably be a better way to do it. But in those apocalyptic scenarios, you do have to take drastic action. And we are seeing that around the world. Not to that level, but like Japan is bad. China's bad. India's getting there. Even Pakistan's getting bad. Like all these countries, there is an overpopulation and they need to do something about it. Well, my argument would be because I, I, this is a personal like thing of mine that I'm like, we need to lower the population. Like there is too many people and just going, oh, but if we, if we don't have more people, then it's going to make it harder for everyone. And it's like, yes, it is going to make it harder for everyone. But if we keep making more people, faster than we're losing people then that's not going to be good for the planet it's not going to be good for resources it's not going to be good for anyone like you see the countries where people are super overpopulated like it's not a nice place to live people aren't happy people like they're not enjoying that situation well, that, that, that's what china was and then they did the one child policy no i know but i'm saying specifically of your argument of they need to raise the birth rate in japan because otherwise it's going to put a strain on the economy but you're saying we have to increase the birth rate when actually what I'm saying is actually maybe we should be, I don't know, if somebody's 96 years old and they're clinging on for dear life and you're feeding them 500 different types of medication to keep them alive, maybe don't. No, 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 that's not the problem. I know that's a harsh thing to say, no. but like just maybe some people need to die. No, no, like, no, that's not that's not the problem. It's like, let's say you have 300 million people, right? And, in, and if in 20 years you have 250 million people, the infrastructure changes. The infrastructure changes. You need more old people homes, not because they're getting 90 years old. It's because they're getting 60 years old. And at 60 years old, 65, 70, you usually retire. What do you do when you retire? You go to like a facility or you stay at home with your kids. Now kids are going to have to be taking care of their parents. 60? Like how decrepit do you think people are at 60? Not like, 60, 70 too. 60, 60 to 70. Like... 70 sometimes people yeah, go. Yeah, but my, like, my dad is almost 70 and he is literally fighting kicking. Like he he's not going to be going in a home anytime soon. It depends. It, it, it depends. Like it depends. Some people go do it earlier. Some people do it later, right? Some people can live up to 80 and they'd be perfectly fine. But some people at 70, they start wearing down and you have to take care of them and they might get dementia they might get alzheimer's there's all these things that happen 
and then your workforce is smaller and your older population is higher and there's a strain on the younger people that they have to take care of the older population and provide for them while the in- while there's less like with while there's increased competition for the same job you know what i mean now you're competing with even smaller amount of people for even less jobs you know what i mean so it just becomes even more difficult and the economy suffers and and inflation increases everything becomes more difficult and you're seeing that in Japan. How are you fighting people for less people for more jobs? Like, how are you fighting? How, like, I don't understand that because if there's fewer people, the amount of jobs isn't going to change, is it? It's going to stay roughly the same. So actually, you're going to have not enough people to fill the jobs. No, it's going to decrease. You're going to decrease. Because, okay, if you have 100 jobs and 100 people are applying for them, you can fill each job, right? If you have 100 jobs and 80 people, you, you know what I mean? They're only going to select the best people and sometimes they're going to decrease the jobs. And you're, you're not going to have 100 jobs anymore because, like, okay, we only have 80 people to serve in that environment. You know what I mean? Because most people are older, so your population's less. Your jobs decrease, and, and people, there's more competition. The amount of work that needs to be done in a, in a company is the same. You still need the same level of productivity. So I don't see how there would be fewer jobs with less people. Like, that's like saying, oh... If if you don't have if you don't have the same amount of housing, you know, if you have fewer people in an area and you've got too many houses, they start knocking down the houses. Like, no, they don't. Like, people just buy the houses and don't live in them. You'll start having less consumers, you know what I mean? And you'll have less demand on certain products. And but that's not companies. necessarily true. That you're not gonna have less consumers, are you? Because you've still got this aging population who still spend money. So you don't have fewer consumers, you have the same consumers. Not on the same things though. They don't spend it on the same things. Like they don't go out as much. They don't uh, travel as much. The travel industry will suffer. Different industries will see a different impact Right, on but the then jobs will go to other areas that are seeing a lot of people using them. Like that just, I, sorry, that argument just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't see how there's fewer jobs. There's not. There will be, it'll be, Fewer, like there'll be fewer big jobs. There'll be more jobs to take care of older people, right? And and service older people's needs. But eventually, that's not. You're not going to be able to make money off that. And like the jobs that do make a lot of money and people want to do, there'll be less of those. And there'll be more competition in those jobs. And those are the jobs you want to go into, right? Let's say somebody wants to be in the business field and they're serving, like they're, let's say they're a restaurant, usually catered towards younger people. Well, over time they they had like 100 locations, now they have 80 locations because they had to close down a bunch of locations because there's more older people and older people don't go to these restaurants. If you wanted to work in that company and that was your goal, you have more competition now because there's less jobs in that company and it's less demand and it's a dying industry a little bit. You know what I mean? So it, it just creates a strain. Right. It, 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 it's complicated. It works. It's going to affect different sectors differently. But if there's, if there's, a dying industry right doesn't it behoove you to train for an industry that is viable like you can't just be like oh well i want to be i don't know a clay pipe maker but nobody smokes clay pipes anymore so surely you're like you're making rod for your own back there aren't you because it's like well nobody uses that but that's my dream it's my dream to be a clay pipe maker no go and train to do something that's fucking useful but you're 20 something years old right now you don't know what's going to happen in 20 years you don't know what's going to happen in 30 years if you look at the job market these days people back then in like the 50s and 60s people got a job that's their job for life they're going to die in that career nowadays it's like the gig economy you work for five to ten years at a time so if you go get trained for something specific mm-hmm. that that might not be useful in 10 years from now because the whole thing is going to change so it complicates everything plus the infrastructure but that's always been the case plus the infrastructure changes like if you think about it, if there's let more young people than there are old people eventually your population goes down to let's say from 300 million to 250 million cars productions are going to go down factories are going to start closing industries like uh, industry jobs where you build factory cars are going to start closing 
because you have less people buying cars. So now there's less jobs. Sure, there's less people, but does that equate to the same thing? Are you, is your job going to shrink by the same amount of your population? Probably not. Your jobs are going to shrink maybe more, maybe less. It depends on the industry. You know what I mean? So it it's complicated. I still can't see that as a bad thing because if we're producing less, then we're polluting less. So actually, that's the good thing because if there's fewer people, there's less crap being made. So like, I just, I'm sorry, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this because I just don't see any... I don't see any downside to there being a lower population, like, at all. A lower population can be a bad thing, can be a good thing. There's a break point, right? You don't want to have a place that's too overly populated. But you don't want to have a place that's, like, too underpopulated and the jobs are shrinking. Because Japan is probably the best, best example. The old people are getting aged out of the system and the younger people, there's just a strain on them. Think about it. Like, you have to take care of your parents and there's less high-paying jobs. To offer you the ability to take care of your parents you're saying okay work for the industry that you want to work for fine but now if there's less high paying jobs and you have to take care of your parents because they're aging and your grandparents because they're living longer too now it puts a huge burden on you as a young person you know what i mean because yeah. people are living longer so that's a factor if people are living longer and you have to take care of them and there's less jobs that pay high and you're having to compete for those high paying jobs it becomes very difficult and the economy suffers and the economy stops growing and then the opposite's true india where it's overpopulation do you have any thoughts on overpopulation <laughs> i don't know like i mean can't we just move people around <laughs> no you're right you're right globalism is the answer where you move people to like different countries but like of course people aren't like that people don't want a bunch of immigrants coming into the country whether good or bad they don't like that because i mean yeah. if you look at the birth rate in america if you look at most Americans, the birth rate's going down. But because of immigration, it's pretty stable and the economy's growing at a good rate, which is because of immigrants. But a lot of people want to kick out immigrants and it just becomes difficult. And like you kind of, it's going to fuck the economy in 40, 50 years. So immigrants are really helping things, which is people moving from different places to different places. But I, the world's not that nice. People don't want, and immigration's not that easy. Because if, if it was that easy, China would just ship people away. Some people don't want to... Some people don't want to leave their country either. Some people are like, why do I have to leave? Why can't I stay here? So I get it. But at the same time, I just... Well, some people do and they can't get into a different country. Yeah, well, that's a different issue. Plus, if it's overpopulation, and if it's overpopulation in your India, right? India probably needs to start thinking about how they want to handle their huge population yeah. problem. I think the best way is to educate people to have less kids and be more responsible and think like long term but like in the short term that's gonna, not gonna work easily yeah but you've got to remember again it's because of the high infant mortality rate like i don't know because maybe their medical care is getting better and it means their kids aren't dying as much but like you it's difficult to change that mindset because i remember listening to a woman from nigeria like years ago where she was talking about the fact that they all have like seven kids or something and she was like oh you know if in nigeria if you don't have seven kids like people think you're a wimp basically like and it's like it's that mentality of like they're coming from a period of having like maybe a higher infant mortality rate Right? the same as we did back in the day when everyone was having nine kids because they were like well we're gonna lose seven of them you know it was like it's it's difficult to get out of that mentality of having a lot of children because you think they're gonna die i understand that but from let's say you're you're like the you're the president of nigeria and your population's increasing and it's putting a huge strain on the economy and people are poor and you want to invest in your country you want to build in your country how, how, how are you going to educate people to do that? Sometimes you have to take drastic actions like China did. That's probably not the best thing they could have done, but they did need to do something. Otherwise, they wouldn't be where they are today. Like they wouldn't have the economy they have today because they would be overpopulated. Yeah. People would not be making money. They, they, they wouldn't have the resources to, to distribute the way they can. It just wouldn't work. Because if you look at India, what's the problem there? There's so yeah. many people and so few jobs to cater to them. And w 
the j- type of jobs people used to have, like agriculture and in- industry, they're being automated. So back then when you needed 100 people on a farm, 90, 10, 90% jo- of jobs in that market have decreased. Where are the jobs going? IT sector. But because they're so overpopulated, the people who have seven kids, fuck, seven kids are expensive. You know, seven kids are fucking expensive. And those people are poor. They're uneducated. They usually don't have an ability to go to college. So the jobs that they could potentially be in, they can't get in because of their status. You know what I mean? So it's just a very big issue that they really need to figure out how to solve. And I think education and, and making that easier to access and giving more people opportunity to do that is the best way. But I don't think India is going to do that. 100% agree that education is the, the best option. Um, okay, so going back to the original point, because while I agree with you that like, oh, you know, there needs to be saving sperm for a rainy day. <laughs> The, the reasons that doctors deny people things like vasectomies or getting their tubes tied is nothing to do with like, oh, what happens if there's a mass extinction event and we need to repopulate the earth? That's not really what comes into that equation. I'm saying from a high level government apocalyptic scenario. Well, what I'm saying is that isn't really what their idea is. Their idea is, oh, but what if you regret it? Mm, you might regret it because, you know, you're too stupid to be aware of what you want and what you don't want in your life or basically i mean i think what contributed to the fact that they tried to stop ed Byrne from having it done is likely because he was trying to get it done on the nhs and they're very much like we're not going to re- put you to a consultant or uh, a specialist for anything unless you're like literally dying so i think that's probably why they tried to talk him out of it but specifically speaking of like because women especially young women or women who have no children they are very often denied. And I was looking at statistics today and things like that. And it was saying that like men who are under 30 or have no children are very much, are very likely to be denied or very heavily talked out of it. So what's your opinion on that? Because I think there are some people who like are very adamant they don't want children or, you know, they're like, maybe they're dealing with generational trauma or something. And they're like, I'm not healthy enough to be a parent. I am very aware of this. Or I just don't want children. I don't have any instinct to be a parent. I don't want to be a parent and I don't think I'd be a good parent. Or, you know, they've got some sort of genetic issue. Like maybe they've got um, schizophrenia or bipolar running in their family. And so like they're making the choice on that front because they're like, this has been horrible for me because maybe my parent was seriously bipolar and it was detrimental to me. Or I'm bipolar and I don't enjoy it and I don't want to inflict that on a child. Like not saying that being bipolar is... A bad thing like obviously like a lot of people do manage it well but like it's not a, it's not a fun situation to be in and if you're like I'm aware of this I don't want to pass this on to a child I can adopt if I really really decide I want a child should a doctor have any right to tell that person that they can't have their uh, tubes tied or they can't have a vasectomy I don't I think a person can do whatever they want whether or not a doctor should have the right to deny a patient that's complicated because then, then it kind of is like can a doctor deny an abortion can the doctor deny any form of health care. I don't think a doctor should be able to deny it. I do. I don't mind a doctor discouraging it to young people, because that is a life, big life decision. And in your twenties, you are emotional, and you're gonna regret a lot of the decisions you make. And and this is one of those decisions you can't walk away from. If you say I'm 21, I don't want to have a fucking kid. Fuck this. Uh, I'm this. I'm that. The world's turning into this. Fuck for fuck the world. But when you turn 30, you really really want a kid now. You can't go back. So, like, for me, like, what's the benefit of sterilization? Why can't you just use a condom or something? Like, why do you need to get sterilized? Yeah, but maybe people don't want that, like, 
worry because um, I was reading a thing the other day from this woman who was basically they they she fought to get sterilized because basically she had absolutely no desire to be a mother and she hated the idea of having to like you know the worry of having of getting pregnant because obviously like that is still a risk like no matter what birth control you're taking that is still a risk that you could get pregnant and like men don't have to worry about that risk really because men can very easily walk yeah. away from a child women literally cannot if you're pregnant you're pregnant like you can't you know and now a lot of well, people try to take away the well not for a lot of people now but you know in america yeah it's and that's that's not a nice situation like uh, you know i know people think that women treat abortion flippantly but they definitely do not that is a horrible no, they don't. horrible situation to go through like no you know i you know i'm sure there's some people who use it as birth control but like i think they are probably in the like the minuscule minority of people like nobody takes abortion lightly like it is a huge thing to do it is devastating for people but yet I have to live with the worry that I'm going to accidentally get pregnant when I don't want to, when I could just have my tubes tied. Like, if I if I decide in 10 years' time that actually I made a mistake, that's kind of on me. That's like if you've got a boob job, and then in 10 years you were like, oh, I don't really want a boob job, I shouldn't have done it. But that's like, well, it's, you can't, that's just how life is. Sometimes you make decisions that you don't like. You might go to university, do a degree that you don't want to do, and then be like, shit, why did I do that? Like, that's still a huge decision that massively impacts your life. I think in current society, the way most countries are, if you want to do that, by all means, I don't give a fuck. Like, if that's a decision you want to make, that's fine. But I do think, as a doctor, you probably have a certain responsibility to your patients to educate them on the consequence of their decision. Whether the, whether they're getting like a boob job, whether they're getting any sort of like procedure done that affects their life in a non-medical way, because this isn't necessarily a medical procedure. This isn't saving your life or or making sure you're going to be okay. You're treating cancer. This is an optional elective surgery or treatment that's solving a very like more mental issue. Really, you know what I mean? Because like getting your boobs done, it, it doesn't really give you benefit or help your life in any way, other than I feel better. And getting sterilized, it saves you from getting pregnant. But again, that's because you don't want kids. But you might change your mind. So I think a doctor does have a responsibility to be like, hey, this is a decision you can't walk away from. I personally think you might be too young for it. But if you want to do it, I'll do it anyway. I think that's how they should handle it. Mm. Abortion, I think, is different. Because abortion, if you're going to have an abortion, you've already made up your mind. And you've already looked at your situation enough. And the doctor should just be like, you understand the ramifications of having an abortion? Yes, okay, you can have it. And you shouldn't discourage abortions, I don't think. You shouldn't encourage them or discourage them. Because, again, like you said, most women, they don't just do it flippantly. It's a huge decision that they thought of. And it's like, it's traumatic. It's not like, oh, fuck it, let me just go to the nearest abortion clinic. I got pregnant again today. No one thinks like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think it is definitely the doctor's responsibility to question you and check that it is definitely what you want understand your reasons and that you are of sound mind and that you're also not being forced into it because i think there obviously is a situation where sometimes women they've had a three kids or something and then they're like right you're getting a vasectomy because they just don't want to worry about having kids anymore and like you know some people don't like using condoms or like you know they are allergic to them or something like that and you know i know the pill is like a useful form of contraception but it does have effects on your body and things like that yeah you know, no it does a lot of people a lot of women don't respond well, well to the pill I've, I've spoken to a lot of people they have not, not even just that but like 
you know, even women who can tolerate the pill well, there are side effects to the pill. Like, it can cause blood clotting. Like, people can have, like, strokes because they've been on the pill. Like, there are massive side effects that can happen to women from being on the pill. And so it's like, okay, yeah. so basically I have to put chemicals in my body, you know, so that you don't have to have a vasectomy. Like, and I'm not saying anybody should be forced to have a vasectomy at all. Like, if somebody absolutely does not want to have a vasectomy then you, that's a conversation you need to have. But it also shouldn't be on the woman. I know I'm kind of going off topic, but I'm just saying like, they should be checking that you're not being forced into it. Like a doctor shouldn't be like, yeah, sure, let's, let's chop it off. Like, I know that's not how it works, but like, you know, it, they should be checking like- Oh, that is. You, <laughs> yes, you that's exactly it off, how, that's how it works. works. They'll, they'll literally, when you get a vasectomy, <laughs> they just snip, snip your testicles. They're bye-bye. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, where Terry's getting a vasectomy, and he's like saying, "Oh, they're gonna chop your penis off," and he's like, "That's not how a vasectomy works, Jake." Well, then they <laughs> fucked up know. mine real bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, like obviously, like they should be checking. They have they have an obligation to the patient to check their sound mind, to check they're not being forced into it, and to understand their reasoning. So, like, if it's but like somebody's just like, "Oh, well, I just you know, I just want to use it as birth control," it's like. I don't, that's kind of a weird reason. Even then it's complicated because what is your reasoning and what's sound mind? Like, let's say you're 21 and you're saying, I don't want to have a kid because in the, there's going to be a lot of climate problems in the future and I don't, I don't want to bring life into this world because what's the point? Fuck life, your futility, right? Is that reasonable? Is that sound mind? Is Because there's a lot of people who say that. There is a lot of people who say that. I wouldn't say that's not being of sound mind. That's maybe, not saying you're operating on flawed logic, but if that is, flawed logic that's what you're operating under you're not insane are you you just have a belief I know, but like is that reasonable like should a doctor like be like okay that's a good enough reason i mean of course it is like if, if again if you want to do that for that reason doctors shouldn't deny you on that you can do it yeah but personally for me i'm like that's kind of a shitty shitty reason like just wait till you're like 30 i'm not saying you should un like you should deny it based on their reasoning but like it's more like understanding their reasoning because like there could be somebody it could be somebody's got like a misunderstanding about how it works so it's like a kid you know saying oh i'm a girl because he wants to wear nail polish but actually he's not because he's not he doesn't think he's a girl he just wants to wear nail polish like would you, know, you would would you be opposed to the idea of before you're able to undergo sterilization that you have to do maybe like a month or two of therapy to understand why you want to do this because it, right now we're, what we're asking both me and you are kind of saying is like doctors need to basically be a therapist to their patient understand their feelings make sure they're reasonable and make sure they're doing it for the right reasons which that's not what doctors are trained for doctors are trained to go in do what they do get out diagnose yeah. the problem and fix it but do you think mandating therapy i don't know what the time period is what makes sense i don't know but some sort of therapy to do that <sighs> to be fair i'm not I'm not 100% against that because I think, you know, other other procedures, like say you've got cancer or something, they will sometimes offer you like emotional support and things like that. So like- But that's very different. That's, that's very different. No, that's I know, like... I know. But if you're going to be sterile for your whole life, waiting two months to just chat to somebody and actually understand like your issue with it, because it might just be that you have a fear. It might just be you have a phobia exactly, of being yeah. pregnant or something, in which case they maybe want to get to the bottom of that. But then I'm also of the thought of like, but then if they are of nefarious intentions, they might try to like, it's like those people, those pretend- um, The gay conversion pretend therapy. Abortion... Yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to say the pretend abortion clinic. Yeah, yeah, they go exactly. In and they yeah, try yeah. and like basically trick you into keeping your baby. 
Like if that's what's happening, then that's not okay. But if it's if it's with good intentions, you just be like, hey, let's let's unpack this and let's understand your reasons for why you want to be sterilized. And then after you do that process, because it is it's quite drastic to sterilize yourself, especially a vasectomy, because um, you can't reverse I was it. I'm reading something today, and I I I can't I can't say this is actually 100% correct, but it's supposedly coming from a doctor. They wrote that a vasectomy is not really reversible like technically it is but the the results are not great when you do reverse it it's not yeah it's not whereas like tubal ligation which is what they do for women for the most part is reversible so actually it's not like oh well if you have this done then you're fucked forever like they still can have it reversed if they want to it's a big procedure some people get their ovaries moved to get a hysterectomy well no i know i know that but that's that's different but i think if i think to be fair if you're having if you're having a surgery that is absolutely unreversible yes you should be really interrogating the situation and just checking like are you sure because it's irreversible but if it's something like getting tubal ligation where you can reverse it then it's like i think the bar should be lower in my opinion but like a lot of the time well yeah yeah if, if it's reversible if it's reversible yeah but but, we, but that's something you always got to look into a lot of the time these male doctors particularly especially with women they'll be like oh no no we can't do that you're far too young because a childless woman, that's disgusting. So we have to, we can't possibly let you do that. There is a male bias in the health industry, even towards like birth control and stuff. Birth control is not the most severely studied, whereas something like Viagra has extensive studies on it. What the fuck? Mm. You know, tampons, menstruation. Women's health has not been studied the same way men's health has. And even when it has been studied, it's only recently that it's been studied from a woman's perspective. Historically, if you look at it, women's health has been studied from a male eye. Oh, you're menstruating. Just yeah. take some abortion. Just take, just take some aspirin. Now you're just fucking complaining. These women. Literally, that was the mentality. <laughs> that was the mentality yeah. back then. And if you read psychology, like the old psychology is very, not anti-women, but it's written from a male perspective that lacks a lot of empathy and understanding. Yeah. Which is bad. Do you know, is this is... This is slightly unrelated, but um, I was reading something today about, uh, it was this uh, article from Medium, which is uh, about basically how the, the world has been designed to basically revolve around men. And um, one of the things they were saying was that in Sweden, they've literally just designed the first female crash test dummy. Yeah. So it's like, it's 2023, and they've only just designed a crash test dummy that is female and based on female proportions and female weight and female physiology. Like, that is fucking insane. And... The main problem is there's no legislation at well, I mean, it's the first one, so it's like maybe there will be eventually, but like there is no there is no obligation for car manufacturers to use a female crash test dummy. So it's not there's no guarantee that this crash test dummy that is designed for women and women's proportions will ever be used by anyone other than Sweden. Maybe eventually. So, I I have hope. Eventually I think so, but probably not in the short term. But it does really to a degree boil my piss the fact that male doctors are denying women the opportunity to have be sterilized if that's really what they want when they bear absolutely none of the consequences of having a baby like they do not have to have a baby at all they don't have to go through the physical issues they don't have to do any of it i agree with you on that I, again my only response to that is I don't, I don't think a doctor should be even able to decide that one way or the other and i don't think we should burden doctors like i don't want to like burden doctors to have to make that moral decision for you or be a therapist for you because that's not what they're trained for that's not what they went to school for that's not what they necessarily even want to do so i think a therapist well, who makes the decision then the person makes the decision you individually get to decide like full stop like you can say yes or no and if you say yes the doctor can do it the only thing i would say is go to therapy or something or something like that for a few months 
before you make that life-changing decision. And there is a risk there, like yeah. you said, with the abortion clinics that like are just designed to be pro-life, basically. I think there may be like an ethics board that kind of has to oversee it and only qualified therapists who go through that review board process are able to do that. Like put like an actual system and structure around it instead of just being like, fuck it. Because right now a lot of the talk is like, oh, you could or couldn't do it. Fuck the morality. Like fuck the moral arguments. Like it's just a question of freedom. Yes, they can do it. How they're able to get to that decision is really what we should be thinking about, not whether or not they can. You know what I mean? Same thing with abortion for me. Yes, women can choose. Should they be having abortions? I mean, fuck it. Like, let them decide. If they want to do some therapy, they can. Well, it's my body, my choice. Yeah. That's how I see it. But That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I agree yeah. with you. Let them decide. The only thing in sterilization, I would say, is maybe have some therapy or something like that. I don't know. Something that, like, helps you yeah. make that decision. Maybe have some... some uh... Some some hoops to jump through, I guess. Not just like, to just to just to make sure you're sure. Not about to burn. Like I don't I don't want the impression to be like I don't want to make it burdensome. I don't want it to be like no. It's difficult to get sterilized. I want it to be. You have to go through a process that makes sure that you're making the correct decisions for your life before you're sterilized. It's supposed to help you, not make it difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think if a lot of I people, it's, it's already very very difficult. Yeah, but if it becomes like ubiquitous and easy and any doctor can write a prescription whenever somebody wants people are going to make stupid decisions and they're going to regret it when they get older and then they're going to say i can't believe that doctor did this to me you know what i mean i can't believe that doctor sterilized me what kind of evil doctors is just sterilizing people because there are people who say that now i know but i i really call bullshit on that because it's like you're responsible for your own decisions like nobody else is if you made that decision and you were comfortable with that decision at the time you need to live with that like people are never allowed to be accountable for their own fucking decisions like you made the choice you live with the decision like yes but then the doctor should like educate you on hey this is irreversible yeah, but they already do. They already like they already give people the risks and downsides. So like if you're making that if you're making that decision with all the information, that's on you. In this industry, yes. Certain industries like, you know, like the cosmetic industry especially, they don't. They don't tell you. Doctors don't tell you. They're there to make they're there to make a buck. So certain industries doctors will lie to you. Yeah, but we're talking we're talking specifically about the sterilization thing and, and Yeah, in this in this case, yes. We're yeah. we're on the we're you know, we're of the opinion that most doctors are like maybe not about it so like i think they are going to be giving you like the every single possible way that they can like try to convince you not to do it so i think in that situation you're responsible again like let's say i think if let's say you're a friend and your friend says i don't want to have a baby because i'm looking at the world climate controls climate change is bad politics are terrible uh fuck the fuck the world what's the point of living do you think when they get sterilized they made the right decision or would you try to talk to them and be like, hey, you're just depressed right now. You're maybe not in the best life situation. There's still hope. I w- don't do this. It's something you'd regret. What would you advise your friend? I wouldn't feel comfortable making that decision for them because people... No, not make the like, decision. Just childless. Th- ask no, I know, but I wouldn't feel... I wouldn't feel... I don't feel like it's my place to try to sway my friend whatever way whether they want kids whether they don't want kids like because people do it all the time to women as well like there's a lot of childless couples who are who are childless on purpose they don't want kids they've decided they don't want kids and then people are like oh you'll change your mind yeah that's annoying like oh you know you you have to have kids you're selfish if you don't have kids that really upsets people like because as well sometimes and i'm not talking about people that are childless on purpose like some people actually can't have kids yeah that's a problem people like trying to force it they think kids having kids is so amazing they're trying to force it on people 
fuck off. Stop trying to control people's fertility. Some people don't want kids. Like, they don't want kids. It's not, and they have all the choices. They have all the reasons in the world for that. They they don't think they're going to be good parents. They don't, they're too selfish to be parents and they're rare of that. They don't fancy having a kid. They work too much. They want to have a life. They can't have kids. They, I don't know, they've got mental illness in their family or some other disorder. They are worried about climate. Like, if you can, you can discredit any reason. It doesn't, you know, just if somebody's like, oh, I think the world's going to end in 10 years, like, that's still a good enough reason. If that is the choice they are making, that is their choice. You shouldn't be trying to talk someone out of that. Maybe understand where they're coming from and just be like, oh, okay, and like, be curious about like their decision. But like, it's absolutely not my job to tell my friend whether or not they should have a kid or try and like, that is their choice. Like, I 100% respect their choice. Even if I think it's a bad decision, that's not my job. That's not my uh, it's not my job to make their decisions for them. They have to make their own decisions, their own mistakes. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you have to make the decisions for them. All I'm saying is like, give them some advice from your perspective. Be like, hey, this is irreversible. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to pressure you. To do one thing or the other. The only thing I'm going to say is, it's a big decision. You can't walk away from. I personally don't think your reasoning makes sense. But if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. That's all I would say to like my friend. Like, I wouldn't just be like, great. I would probably like, like, that's not what I would do, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, what I'd probably say is only do it if you 100% have no doubt. That's almost never, though. Nobody has zero doubt. No, that's not. That's not. There's some people that have, are absolutely, their mind is made up. Like, the woman whose thing I read, that was the childless woman from um, Medium, she was literally like, I made this decision when I was 15 or however it was. She was quite young. And basically, I fought for over a decade to get this done because I was that sure about it. Like, I would not take no for an answer. And I finally got it done because I knew for a fact I did not want to be a mother. Again, again, it's your decision at the end of the day. Do what you want. But I just think, yeah. think about it. Make sure you understand the decision you're making. And when you're young, when you're in your 20s, it's a volatile time for you. And you might not be making the best decision for yourself. So take that into consideration. If you want to wait, maybe it's better to wait. Maybe it's better to wait just like a year or two years just to see maybe you change your mind. You never know. I don't know. It's a complicated thing. But at the same time, I'm like, people are responsible for their own destiny. And I'm like, I've made terrible decisions in my life. And it's like, I, I have to be responsible for those decisions. Like, it's not. Of course. You never know if anything you do is like the right decision. Like, you just have to like hope for the best and that's always what it's going to be like and if you are very 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 certain at least like 95 percent certain that you want to be sterilized then that's enough that is enough sh like certainty to go and do it this might be like optimistic or naive but for me the ideal scenario is just a system that allows you the opportunity to make that decision yourself one way or the other whether you want it to or not and <laughs> it gives you like a process to make sure like you do make the decision unless like you know apocalyptic scenario when then then it becomes complicated yeah they're all fucked sorry i didn't mean to laugh but um i was just thinking about yeah you know in futurama when they've got the suicide boots yeah like that's it's kind of the <laughs> same thing got, it's a little similar actually <laughs> they've got like a thing where you stick your dick in a thing and it like sterilizes you <laughs> i mean the suicide booth suicide booth is similar like if people want to kill themselves who are we to stop them yeah like we right now we call it like a disease. If somebody's like trying to kill themselves, we'll call it depression. But if they really, really want to do it, who the fuck are we to say no? 
Yeah, I think, you know, we could probably do a whole episode about this because I, I've i really changed my view on the whole death with dignity thing because I used to be very much like, a, if you want to die, that's your choice. But then I became aware of something recently that kind of made me rethink it. And I won't get into it just in case we do do a future episode on it. But it was kind of like, it, it gave we me We will a do a future episode. We will do a future episode of this on, on death with dignity. Um, because, yeah, it's it, it really... It, it really opened my eyes and i think in most regards i do believe in like your right to end your life or do whatever you want to your own body because it's your body i am a body autonomy absolutist but i always think you have a responsibility to the people around you yeah in some way or another and you should try to consider that which Mm kind of goes back to the question you were saying is it selfish not to have kids i don't think so i don't think so either unless it's like an extreme scenario but we don't live in that extreme scenario. So anytime somebody makes that kind of argument that it is selfish, I just don't get it. I'm like, we're not living in the hands made tales where population like is like mm-hmm. fucking limited. We're it's fucking America. We're fine. There are plenty of people who have had kids who bloody shouldn't have. And forcing people to have kids when they don't want to have kids is not good for anyone. And I don't care. No one's forcing anything. No, but there is social pressure, especially for women. Like men, childless men, people don't yeah. care. But a childless woman, people are like, oh, what's wrong with you? They think you've like failed at life. Where does that pressure come from? I have no idea. I think pressure, where, I don't know where it comes from. It, it comes, I, I think it's because I think it comes from there couples. is this idea that women's only job and only function is to make babies. Like there is still this problem where a lot of men literally only think of women as being human incubators and they could not give a fuck about us as human beings or, you know, our hopes and dreams or anything else that we provide to the world. We are literally just there to birth their progeny. That is it. That is the only function of a woman. And that is why some people are like, how could you not have a woman? That's your function. That's literally what you're on this planet to do. Blah, 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 blah. That's true, but that's definitely not all men. I don't even know if that's the majority of men. And I do think that there are women that's men i'm saying that's like a societal thing i think that is literally like the the brainwashing of society that they're like oh but you have to have children that's your job i think to a certain level that's shifting i don't think that's the entire story anymore i think there's a lot of women now too who decide to be housewives that want to justify their decision and when somebody else doesn't do that they kind of get angry they're like are you saying i made the wrong decision having kids it's like no i mean you just made a decision that made you happy and Somebody else made a decision that made them happy. Yeah, just because you have a difference of opinion. This is the thing. Like people, people take other people's choices as like a personal attack. It's not a personal attack. It's my choice of what I need to do for my life. It has absolutely fuck all to do with you. If you choose what you want to choose, that is great. I'm so happy for you. But that does not mean I have to do it too. I don't have to do the same thing as you to validate your choice. Okay, we have to get away from this idea that people have to do the same thing as us. Otherwise, our choices are invalid. Be comfortable with your own fucking choices. It absolutely pisses me off when people are like, oh, you don't share my opinion. You don't like the thing, same thing as me. That means I'm invalidated as a person and I hate you now. Like, no, I just don't agree with you. Or I don't choose the same yeah. thing as you. It's not that deep. Like, chill out. It's hard, though, because even saying that's easy. But even in our personal lives, if I'm talking to a friend and they disagree with me, it's still like, man, what the fuck? I thought we were friends. What happened? You know what I mean? disagree all the time and we're like besties so <laughs> i know but sometimes when we disagree there is like a little bit of tension it's like oh shit i guess yeah i guess but i don't hate you for it i'm just like i'm t- i think i'm more surprised i'm like how can you think differently but of course we don't hate it's it, it's a healthy tension it's a healthy yeah. disagreement 
But there's always that like. But some people are like, I thought you were oh different. Oh my what god, you said you don't like my shoes. We're now enemies. It's like we're not. We just have different tastes. Like chill. I think that's part of being mature yeah. and adult, like being able to understand that people can disagree, and and accepting mm. that. Because but there is always tension. Like it's not as easy as just saying, oh, whatever. No, no, no. There is tension. Even when I disagree, like even yeah. when we disagree, sometimes I think like, oh, did I piss her off too much? Should I apologize? Maybe I made her feel bad. <laughs> with my idea and I'm like, uh, well, like it's just fucking weird no there's like guilt for i'm just a fiery person <laughs> and then sometimes like it makes you angry it's like how the fuck could she believe this like how could you be not stupid but like how could you be this wrong sometimes it's like you're smarter than this <laughs> sometimes it's like man you should be smarter than this and again it's like a self-awareness sometimes maybe you're wrong how dare you <laughs> i never like to think I never like to think I'm arrogant enough to think that I'm always right. Like, I, I'm always open to other people's opinion. Even if I disagree with it, and even if it makes me angry, I have to I have to realise that in a de- democratic society, everybody is entitled to their own opinions. And my opinion doesn't necessarily make it right. The, the, the thing that makes your opinion right is everybody, the majority of people sharing that opinion. Like, you that know, is what makes it the majority of you know, I've debated that idea a bunch of times with myself like arrogance and confidence like where's the line it could this could be a whole new topic but like it's like where's the line between arrogance <laughs> where arrogance and confidence like you're not you're saying you're not arrogant enough to think you're right all the time doesn't that make you unconfident if you were confident wouldn't you think you were right when you were no this? i think i think arrogance is saying no my view is the only view i think confidence is going i'm very secure in my view but i agree to disagree i think that's confidence in a view yes Sometimes I struggle with it. Sometimes I'm like, because I have very strong yeah. opinions and they're not always, they're almost mm. never aligned with most people. And sometimes I'm like, man, and I just yeah. double down. I'm like, fuck you, double down. And every now and then I think back like, 90% of people disagree with me. Am I wrong? Or should I just continue with yeah. my convictions? Well, the philosophical idea is that all opinions are infallible. All opinions are true because they are made by ourselves so like they cannot be that's 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 yeah but opinion like there's a difference between an opinion and a fact but an opinion is infallible because you your opinion is your opinion like you can't say somebody's opinion is not their opinion it's that is just what they believe whether they're correct or incorrect or factually wrong because i was going to bring up yeah no, no 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 opinion is not fact opinion is not fact but opinions are infallible people have opinions for a reason whether you agree with them or not, that is their opinion. It doesn't matter if it's a fact because it's not based on fact. It is opinion. That is the distinction. It's based on somebody's own perception and worldview, their opinion, whereas a fact is based on truth. Well, <laughs> not not anymore. <laughs> we have alternative facts now, but, you know. I generally agree with you, but I still struggle with it every day, especially with, like, the media nowadays where you, where you don't know who to trust. Yeah. You don't even know what facts are. Everything's just complicated. Just like a constant battle. I mean, some people's opinions definitely are dangerous, but I think I think a lot of the issues we have is the fact that we are not open to discourse. We're getting so off topic here, but like we're not open to discourse anymore. We are you have to have my opinion, otherwise we are at war. And it's like, no, because you could like when you when you reject someone's opinion so aggressively and like you know you you're like you're wrong people will bed down into that opinion whereas if you are curious about their opinion and you try to understand where they're coming from and you know and if they're just spouting hate and they're being an asshole like yeah fair enough just tell them they're a prick and move on but if somebody's like hey i have this opinion and then you're kind of like oh that's weird i don't really know i agree with that opinion and then you talk to them about it you might find out that actually their opinion is based on flawed logic 
And when you explain the logic, they might change their opinion. Yes. You know, that happens all the time. Like, there's loads of times when I'll have an opinion about something and then you'll say something to me and you'll, you'll give me a different point of view. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. I actually do agree with that. And then maybe my opinion will change. And that's the problem. Nobody is willing to discuss somebody's opinion. They just go, well, your opinion's different, so we are now enemies. And that's, like, a stupid way to conduct yourself. Like, And this is why I try to be understanding of other people's opinions i'm not perfect like sometimes people give me opinion and i'm like fuck you you're a prick but like that's attention i try to be and i and yeah but i came i came from being like a proper social justice warrior back in the day like and i was always shouting people down telling people their opinions wrong they're an this, you're an you're this you're that and all that did was piss everyone yeah, off and actually awesome. i've realized that i don't that's not healthy and so i'm like i actually just want to understand people now like and I'm not perfect. Sometimes people's opinions do piss me off, but I just want, I want to understand people's opinions and I want to understand where they're coming from so that I can either educate them or we can have a discourse about it and agree to disagree. Like that is the better way to be. We shouldn't be screaming at each other all the time because we have a difference of opinion. People's opinions always piss me off because almost always they never share my <laughs> opinion. And I'm like, fuck you. Every time, like every time I meet someone cool, there's always some reason to disagree. But anyway, that's like that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different subject. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. But but what's your final yeah, thoughts definitely. on I think that sterilization? So I I'm always gonna come down on the side of body autonomy. So like I'm like it's your choice and it's also your it's your problem if it's a mistake. Like that's how I feel. Like you have absolute liberty to make a decision for yourself, but at the same time you have to live with the consequences. It's nobody else's fault if you make a decision that you are not comfortable with. I think it's a doctor's, you know, obligation to talk a patient through their options and kind of understand why they are wanting to do maybe a sterilization and potentially even uh, advise them that maybe they want to go. I mean, they don't even have to force them to go to see therapy, but like maybe advise them like, hey, do you want to go and have some therapy first? Just because it is like Monumental. a lifelong decision. So like maybe just really maybe just check that you're really this is really what you want and you're not being forced into it. That, that I'm fine with, but I don't think it's the doctor's right at the end of the day to absolutely disagree with somebody having a sterilization. I think it's your right as a human being to be sterilized if you want to be. Yeah. For me, it's mostly the same thing, except extenu and extenuating circumstances. Otherwise, do whatever you want, as long as there's a system that kind of guides you into the best decision for your circumstance, whatever that may be, one way or the other. Mm. Right? That's the only thing I would say. But I, I think... Yeah. That's really all we have to say. That was a that was a very lively conversation, and it went to some places that I uh, I did not expect. Like <laughs> you going about. <laughs> I figured I disagree. You gave me to the handmaid's tale territory. <laughs> I figured I disagree. No, it was not when you. I didn't. I never. I never. I never considered that it would go. You would go to the place of the Chinese one-child policy. Like that didn't even occur to me. So that's that was quite interesting. I quite enjoyed that. I already had that yeah. in mind when we brought up this topic. I was like, I know what I'm gonna talk about. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, okay, cool. That's really interesting. But yeah, no, I very much enjoyed this one. So I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next one. Bye guys. See ya. See ya. Bye.